Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 772. I was prepared for things to be awkward after Vashet and I returned from the bushes and was surprised to find they were nothing of the sort. She did not suddenly grow flirtatious, which I wouldn't have known how to cope with. Neither did she feel obligated to treat me with any newfound tenderness. This became clear somewhere around the fifth time she managed to lure me off my guard, catch me with thunder upward, and throw me roughly to the ground. In all, she acted as if nothing odd at all had happened, which meant either nothing odd had happened, or something very odd had happened and she was pointedly ignoring it, which meant that everything was lovely, or everything was going terribly wrong. Later, as I ate supper alone, I rolled what I knew of the Adam around in my head. No nudity taboo. They didn't consider physical contact particularly intimate. Vashet had been very casual both before, during, and after our encounter. I thought back to the naked couple I had stumbled onto several days ago. They had been startled, but not embarrassed. Sex was used differently here, obviously, but I didn't know any of the specific differences. That meant I didn't have the first idea of how to conduct myself properly. And that meant what I was doing was as dangerous as walking around blind. More like running blind, really. Normally, if I had a question about the ADM culture, I asked Bashet. She was my touchstone. But I can imagine too many ways for that conversation to go astray, and her goodwill was all that stood between me and the loss of my fingers. By the time I finished eating, I'd decided it would be best to simply follow Vashet's lead. She was my teacher, after all. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. And and Nick is still away. That's right. I feel kind of bad. I feel like Nick would really enjoy ripping on this part of the book. Well, then he shouldn't have sailed off to sunnier shores than ours. I suppose. That's true. He gets to hang out in warmer weather. That's the trade-off he's making. And the trade-off Quoth is making is sort of, I guess, his anxiety for logic, like which is good. He, he gave up his anxiety to follow logic, which is nice. See, I don't even know if he is giving up his anxiety somewhat. And I think this... This page is another marker to me that this sequence in the book is not meant for prurient titillation because he's identifying a real kind of tension or danger, right? Like he's in a foreign land. He doesn't know the customs. He doesn't know what's socially appropriate. Sex changes things, right? When you have sex with somebody, your relationship with that somebody is different. And he doesn't know what the what the fallout could be he and he doesn't know if what he's done actually is like appropriate or not in this culture he he really has no idea and the one person who he would normally be asking about it is the person who's involved with so it doesn't really like make sense to ask them i would be very concerned because if something goes wrong here as he's pointing out like basically he needs to keep vashet on his side or he's screwed right he'll he'll lose his fingers what I think is sort of funny is uh, Vachette offered to have sex with him so that he would be less distracted. And I feel like he's still distracted just in a different way. Yeah, that's true. This is maybe a point of favor in the argument, you know, that Quoth's culture makes that you shouldn't let the teachers and students should not get intimate in this way. Because it causes too much anxiety. Well, and because Vachette does have a lot of power over him, right? Like Vachette is, has his life in her hands, essentially, as his teacher. Now he's stressed out about it. Now, I don't think an ADEM student would be stressed out about it. Well, no, because an ADEM student would understand what is culturally appropriate and what isn't. And Vachette probably doesn't know that this would make Quoth anxious because her 
other example of someone who's not Edemic is the Poet King, and chances are the Poet King also didn't say anything. Like, close not saying anything, neither probably did the Poet King. So she doesn't know that this sort of thing might make them anxious. Well, I mean, I think she should because she understands that Foth comes from a different culture and, ha- and that culture has totally different attitudes towards sex. Like she, she knows that she said that out loud. I think maybe what she's not considering is that it might cause more, like she's like, I need to teach you to unlearn these attitudes you have about sex because they come from a barbarian culture and they're stupid. We ADEM know better. So in some sense, you could argue that Bashet is like not respecting Foth's cultural boundaries by doing this, she is in some sense trying to convert him into her, her culture, right? Like that's what that's what teaching him all of this stuff is about. They're trying to civilize him. Yeah. And historically, when one culture has decided to civilize another culture, it doesn't go so well. It doesn't go so well, and the culture being quote unquote civilized often suffers a great deal of internal uh, distress uh, as a result. Yeah. Now. That is us kind of riffing and pontificating. I do think that ultimately it all turns out all right. But I do think that this is meant to illustrate that it could have not turned out all right. Right. This this could have gone very badly. Yes. And Quoth's also like identifying just like a a real teenaged anxiety, I think, which is like your relationship with a person does change when you have sex with them. And it is really hard. It's hard for like mature adults. I think it's even harder for teenagers who are fumbling around and don't know what they're doing and don't aren't always the most emotionally mature people. I would say emotions are difficult at any age, but they're especially difficult as a teenager. Navigating the situation of like having a friend who you also have sex with. Who's also your teacher. Okay, but leaving aside that for the moment, I'm just saying like experiences that like listeners to this podcast may have had where like you have a friend and then you have sex with that friend. And then afterwards you're trying to figure out, are we friends who have sex? Are we dating now? Do we like love each other or do we just want to keep this a casual thing? Like navigating those situations is always awkward and always fraught. And there's a school of thought that says the best way to act in that situation is to just pretend like everything is normal and that can be okay. But also sometimes it's better to like, Talk about what you each want out of the situation, which can be a hard conversation to have, but might ultimately be better for the relationship. And then, as you point out, Jordana, then you have to add on the layers of like, she is his teacher. He is in like a foreign culture where he doesn't understand the social customs. I Not having actually ever been in that situation, I, I would assume that honesty is the best policy, but in both case... Not so much because of all the extra stuff. I have been in that situation and have tried both strategies and had a variety of of outcomes. So I don't think it's even like a one-size-fits-all situation. I guess what I'm saying is this is a relatable anxiety to have to me of like, oh, geez, I've just had sex with someone who was my friend and now I have to figure out what that means for our relationship. Yes. Complicated. Anyway, sucks to be close. (laughs) on the other hand he did get to bang a hot older woman so you know experience sometimes it's half a one or six of one half a dozen of the other there you go is there anything else you want to say about this page uh it is the end of a chapter this chapter title was height uh referring to how vachette and both are the same height Uh, it's also referring to the the difference in height between men and women when they're lying down right yeah that joke (laughs) that too yeah 
Well, I think we have time for a letter. Mailbag. This letter is from a Serbic speaker, uh, and the subject is tension. Dear Pagers, the buildup and release of tension in Quoth's first interactions with Vashet is glorious and masterful. That's all I wanted to say. I hope you're all having a wonderful winter break. Signed, a Serbic speech speaker. So funny, funny, funny thing about that is that uh, Quoth's buildup and release of tension in the last like couple of pages also also notable. A O. <laughs> P.S. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? Oh, yay. Totally. Absolutely not. Disgusting. Yeah, you also don't like donuts or sweet pie, so you're a weirdo. <laughs> Listeners, write in and tell tell us. This is, We're opening this question up to the readership. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? I can't eat raw pineapple. Uh, it will it will cause an allergic reaction because of a protein that exists within it that will be denatured if it's cooked. So I only get to eat cooked pineapple. Cooked pineapple is not really great by itself. So if I get to if I need to enjoy pineapple, I'm putting it on fucking pizza. <laughs> have, you, have you considered just not enjoying pineapple because it sucks and it's bad? You just don't like pineapple at all. Yeah, bad. Well, okay, you're not you're not a reasonable person to be asking about the pineapple on pizza thing because you're just anti pineapple. In general. No, no, I'm the exact person to be asking because not only do I correctly recognize that pineapple is a gross garbage fruit, but also sweet things don't belong on pizza. Pizza is a savory food. You know that um, technically meats are sweet? Wrong. Bad. (laughs) Incorrect. It's true. Technically correct. The worst kind of correct. Jordana... (laughs) Jordana is going to food jail. Small note on the page, but it's funny. And I thought about it and I, I just can't hold it in anymore. When Quoth says that Vachette pushed him to the ground rather roughly in my brain, it just, it it like did the, the quote thing where it's strike him while the waffly centurion. That thing? <laughs> <laughs> From Monty Python? Yes. And the, uh, I like that's what Monty went through Brian. my brain. Especially because we had just been talking about uh, on the previous page. Releasing Wadja. <laughs> I was going to say we were talking about like the, you you said the, the Greeks or the Romans. I can't remember which one you said. The Romans. Yes. Okay. So the Romans had a thing that they were, that they would eat so that it's like a birth control. And so the Romans were already in my brain and then that happened. And this, this is how my brain works. Enjoy. And <laughs> listeners, we will speak to you about our friend Biggest Dickus on tomorrow's page. <laughs> the Whee. Whee.